number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. Not starting a new decade, but starting a new year. Welcome to 2021. Saturday morning, 9 o'clock, Rosie on the House. That's our on the house hour. We spend the hour talking about something physically or specifically on your home, castle, or cabin. Often we bring in our certified partners, manufacturer reps, experts in the industry. But, you know, through the holidays, there's always this lull in home improvement. And, you know, it's kind of hard to ask your partner, why don't you come in on January 2nd? Some of them still aren't going back to work until Monday. Uh, a lot of our listeners, you know, we're still, Julie, <laughs> she's going to kill me for saying this, but she goes, I'm going to start a diet Monday. I'm not done gorging myself yet. <laughs> oh boy. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to splurge a little bit more this weekend. I'm kind of you know? in the same boat. <laughs> I keep thinking I'm going to start, but I just keep thinking, you know, the first, is, it's Saturday, it's the second, it, let's just wait till Monday. Just just wait yeah. till Monday, get through, the, relax the weekend. So if you'd like to join the conversation, today we're talking, um, you can text to 411-923. You can send an email to info at rosieonthehouse.com if you'd like to snap a picture and send it, or if uh, you're just going to use a plain old telephone line. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie, for you, when you hear the auto attendant, just hit the number one, and that'll get you into the studio where you can ask whatever it is you're working on your home, castle, or cabin. We are talking about uh, industry insights and predictions this hour, but when we don't have a guest in, we do keep the lines open all two hours. We've got this hour, our nine o'clock, and then our ten o'clock hour is always the open home open home hour where it's open lines to take as many questions and you know questions like i said we've got the phone the text and the email so however you choose to communicate but we don't want any questions about where's my calendar (laughs) you don't need to let us know uh it it has hit it hasn't hit my uh in my mailbox yet but gary got his rosie you guys got got, yours we got ours joanna got hers so all the team at Rosie on the House were on the mailing list for the calendar, so we know when they got sent. We sent them to be sent, shipped them to be sent early December, and they're just now finally making it to to people's mailboxes. Apparently so. the post office held back the bulk mail so they could get the packages delivered, which I understand. But, you know, I didn't get one single cal- um, catalog. You know, you usually get like American Girl doll, anything you've ever ordered for the kids comes. I didn't get one catalog, so I'm, I'm going to be curious if all of a sudden awesome. I have all these catalogs come. We'll see. So, and our home maintenance calendar is something we do for our Arizona homeowners, just one of our efforts to be every Arizona homeowner's best friend. We publish an annual calendar, and it has all the talking points that we'll be covering each week, our weekly to-dos, our themes of the month, special offers from our certified partners. Uh, Like right now, if you've got uh, your home maintenance calendar in January, Fox Valley Electric, one of our certified partners, we had them on in the summer talking about backup energy and some of the outages that can happen during monsoons and transformers getting struck by lightning, things like that. Well, they have uh, a Kohler generator backup that they can install on your home and that got a 10% offer for the month of January there. So if that was something you were considering or are considering, 
That's something that you can save money through with your home maintenance calendar. All you have to do is let us know the mailing address you want it sent to. We'll ship it to you, and we'll send you a new one every year as we publish the next year's uh, calendar. And we don't do anything with your information. We don't like to be data farmed, so we don't do that to any of our listeners. It's saved. It's secured. All it's used for is just mailing this calendar once a month. So with that said, (laughs) if you haven't got yours, it's okay. We are getting reports that they've hit some. Uh, half the team at Rosie on the House has got them, half haven't. So over the weekend and in the next week, you should everyone should have their 2021 home maintenance calendar. We give a lot of way at home shows, but obviously we didn't have home shows this year. So we've got a bigger distribution to our certified partners as well. So if you're calling one of our contractors and they're already coming out to do service on your home, they should all have. Uh, a box or two plenty to hand out to uh, any of our of our homeowners as well so you can get it that way and our article today that goes out in our weekly newsletter that goes out on Thursdays gives you a preview of what's coming up for Saturday's topic and if you read our blog you know what we're going to be talking about today it's industry insights and predictions a glance back at 2020 and the insights for 2021 one thing that we have seen over and over again is one thing COVID didn't kill was equity. There's a ton of equity and a lot of people were getting a lot of projects done. You heard us talk about the demand for uh, at-home workspaces for both work and at-home school, whatever the case may be. You've heard us talk about people bringing grandparents or parents home, uh, mother-in-law suites, all those kinds of, you know, additions to accommodate, you know, your home as both your place of business and also uh, a, a larger home to have the in-laws move into. Probably going to see that continue into uh, into the new year. But what's different <clears throat> is the manufacturing and the supply, the demand. You know, nobody predicted the amount of demand that was going to come from for all this and a lot of times when you're ordering specialty products you know we are big made in america uh advocates we like all all the stuff but there are times where you've got different things that have minerals that just aren't mined in america so a lot of our countertops come from south america at argentina the people that like you know the really high-end type granites you know those granite mines are italy argentina and china are the big three mines that these these materials come from well getting them mined bringing them over you know that that process has uh where you used to see granite sh- shops when you would drive by they would have a hundred granite slabs out there that you could pick from now there's there might be 20 and that isn't something that anybody's going to probably make an exception on because that's such a vocal visual point of your kitchen you're not going to pick out a countertop you're not happy with and when your selections are low you know, you've got to wait for time for these huge slabs of earth to be mined cut and the deeper down they go the deeper that they're mined from the ground the more durable the thicker they are and of course the more they cost but they're very high-end products so the instant gratification 
isn't something you're going to find in home improvement right now. Well, I got to visit with John Ruder uh, of Assurance Builders in Tucson, and he feels that the biggest hiccup, the biggest change in the coming year is going to be the supply of the products you want for those remodels. And that's no matter what product you're talking about, because when uh, the shutdown first occurred, manufacturing shut down as well. And then when they figured out essential and non-essential businesses and remodeling is considered an essential business, then all they're, they're like, oh, so the manufacturing got going again, but not as fast as the remodels returned to normal. So um, you have remodels being scheduled without the product. Manufacturing's trying to catch up. So the biggest tip from uh, John was make sure that you have all your products in hand before starting because there are a lot of hiccups and there's no no way to really tell things are so volatile right now and unpredictable. So make sure that you have, don't assume that surely, <laughs> surely you're going to get your products on time. Make sure you have your products before you start. That's the biggest tip for the new year. And depending on the size of the project, that may not always be the most realistic because where are you going to store, you know, a whole new kitchen set of cabinets and appliances and countertops and everything that's going to go into that remodel. And if you're going to have a builder do it, well, they're going to charge for that warehouse space to store it as well. So if the project's big enough, that's not always going to be realistic to expect that. So you're going to be have to learn to live with uh, uh, well, John's other, work in progress. John's <laughs> second tip was find a lot of grace, you know, <laughs> offer a lot of grace. And that, that goes both ways, you know, to for the contractor and for the homeowner. Just it's different. Everybody's doing their best. You know, if you've hired a good contractor, they're doing their best for you. And they have a lot of contacts and stuff. They'll be able to find what's out there, but it, it's just going to be a little more challenging. Um, and, and costs are higher because the product is um, in higher demand and less supply, so costs have gone up. Cost of lumber alone uh, has gone up you know, quite a bit to increase the price. 50% since last April. Yeah. Yeah. So. And there's only so many trees, you know, from these lumber uh, manufacturers that have tree farms that they grow specifically for it. That's one thing that you'll never run out of those masonry block. You're not going to run out of dirt. (laughs) You always find a way to get that in there, don't you? (laughs) It's a way to go. I see condos in Scottsdale being built on masonry block. I bet you they'll sell faster, too the smart people that buy them. <laughs> One of the biggest surprises Rosie talked about was you would think that the home offices and spaces are the most requested, but still it's kitchens and baths. And I think people knowing that they're going to have to be home are like, I'm not putting up with this kitchen or this bathroom one more minute. So they um, go there. But I do think if this pandemic wave of, of people working at home and the, the idea of working at home stays um you know, in place, then we will see a lot more office spaces when they, people think, I'm going to have to do, this is my new way of life. And on those office spaces, that's going to get me on a soapbox that's going to take me well past. So we'll, we'll break a little early and come back and talk about the home office and, and electronics that are going to be uh, required for, for that kind of project. And a beautiful Arizona Saturday morning to you all, talking about building industry and trends, the recap of 2020, and a look forward to 2021 on the home office. The <laughs> Carrie was teasing the rant. It's not really <clears throat> a rant. It's just 
blows my mind that there is no electronic manufacturing in America. When we talk about uh, building a home office, obviously there's going to be a lot of electronics involved in that. And the supply, I went was in Fry's Electronics in August looking for a cable for a presentation uh, to connect one electronic device to another. I mean, it was, it looked like they were at the end of a going out of business sale. I mean, there's absolutely nothing on the shelves. And I asked a guy, I'm like, you guys closing down? He's like, just no product. Can't get anything in stock. And it's kind of like toilet paper. <laughs> It's in well, high I demand. Think we manufacture toilet paper <laughs> in America. True. That's true. So it got supply. It got restocked a lot faster. But when we're bringing things in from out of country and across seas, why is there no electronic manufacturing? Our as much of our daily life and our businesses and our schools and our homes revolve around electronics. Why is there no? Well, there's American, a million dollar idea. I know. I well. <clears throat> so. I, my point to that is if you are doing a home office and we're talking about delays, if you have it designed and you've got some specialty screens and equipments and computers you're bringing in, you know, that, that can be a big part of the delay. If entertainment centers the same way. A lot of our kitchen appliances the same way. Even light bulbs. Uh, there are light bulbs now that you can uh, – like schedule talk to and they'll oh. dim for you like dim smart to... smart bulbs yeah yeah <laughs> i love the ones that have speakers in them um ge what, uh, oh gosh we had that lady on last year and i can't think of it but anyway it for the shower for the for the, there's, the there's light several... above the shower with the speaker in it yeah yeah <laughs> wow innovation i love it well I, and i do think that's only going to get uh, worse. You know, I was talking to James, our son-in-law, who's in production, and they've sent a lot of their people home. And he said, you just, you know, for a, for a business owner, it's cheaper to help upgrade your employees' internet or whatever, other than in their systems and their computers, and it's still cheaper than a cubicle in an office building. So I, I do think people have kind of realized, hey, this is really nice. People like it. They don't miss the commute. They like the freedom of being at home and walking outside, and it just may just stay this way. It'll be inter in interesting to see as well. And for those of us that still do commute, I will say that's been very nice on the drive time, not having uh, traffic jams and the, the open freeways has been uh, very productive in personal time. <laughs> but <clears throat> what's going to change that is the continued growth of the state. And we've got numbers on Maricopa County and you, you know, a lot of the other counties and towns get tired of hearing about it, but as goes Maricopa, so goes the rest of the state eventually. And we have the numbers that were dialed down. It was, uh, you know, the when you hear the percent of increase, you're like, oh, that's not that big a deal. But when you realize how big that percent is, uh, let's see, 1.85% growth rate in 2020. What does that mean? That's 83,000 people. A year. Yeah, and so then sixty nine hundred a month and two hundred thirty a day. That's all in Maricopa County alone. You know, so you think, oh gosh, I could sell my house for for this much, and boy, you know, it's a seller's market. But then, as a seller, then I have to go buy something, and then it's not such a great deal for me. So remodeling really is uh, becoming a really truly essential business. Yeah, and that's great if you have no uh, mortgage. I mean, and, and you own your house free and clear. 
I would just remodel. I wouldn't, you know, sell it and go find something else because you probably have to pay twice as if, much as the house right. when you first bought it. If yeah. you're still staying in the same general area, if now's the time to get that equity and go buy a mountain cabin, well then go for it. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> if, if you're if you're gonna go retire up in the in the woods, great, but that's exactly it. So what if you've got all this equity to sell the house? Goes back to the equity. You, you, mm-hmm. it, you're just going to spend it all buying the next place, unless you, you know, you're seriously relocating to, you know, a, a much cheaper area that you know, may or may not be practical, depending on your current job and status and kids and schools and all that. Yeah. But 230 people a day just to Maricopa County. So the building industry is still booming because obviously we've got to have homes for all of those. Uh, and I have noticed a trend in upwards. Gary mentioned the condos that are going up near your house. There are even coming across, might have been Northern or Glendale, but there was a section of, of, of historic homes that had been leveled, and it says condos coming soon that they're putting right in downtown uh, historic Phoenix, which I would love to see what their design plan for that is because a lot of these historic districts, there's so many restrictions on what you can and can't do to the home to retain that historic value that makes a neighborhood so uh are they going to have any of those kind of restrictions on I, the other buildings coming I, in like I, apartments I, and i mean I, I gotta imagine it's gotta look like something of that style and design It'd be very interesting to see once uh once you once the project's complete but the vertical is a huge uh trend there's every every place i turn let's see just this year Uh, There was a big plot of land on Scottsdale Road and Lincoln uh, that was vacant for years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's the Ritz-Carlton. That's the Ritz-Carlton project. I mean, yeah, you're right. It it was like a few. And when they cleared everything, it was interesting. You could see what it looked like back, I guess, 50, 60 years ago when it was Camelback. But the construction and also Mockingbird, I think is the name of the road. They're going. They're completely redoing the road, putting in traffic circles. It's insane. There was a really yeah. old adobe home on there that I hope they s- found a way to preserve or relocate. That was really cool. I we had went to a, do a site inspection on it fifteen years ago, and you know every time I drive by that area, I think, well, how long is this going to stay vacant? How well this year? And then Tatum and Bell on the northeast corner. Well, it was a still irrigated farm pasture and had horses turned out on it until... Is it gone? It's I haven't gone. been up there in a while. Gone. Oh, man. Gone. Goodbye. <laughs> there, you, you can see the, the roads cutting in and for the for the city, the sewer, the utility. So every every plot that I've seen, is, it's getting constructions going to meet that demand for that 230 people a day. Oh, growing Arizona. You know, it's it's kind of a, of a bittersweet thing. You know, you, exactly. you got to have business. You got to have growth to survive in business. But we all want our, our home, small hometown Arizona still. It's a, it's a catch-22 predicament.
If you're out and about today and car buying is on your to-do, Sanderson Ford is open and they're offering $5,500 off Ford Explorers, $12,500 off of Super Duty F-150s, and $62,000 off of Expeditions. Uh, That's their holiday sales and it goes through January 4th, but they're not open on the 3rd. They're always closed on Sundays, one of the many business principles that they have and that we really admire about our partnership with Sanderson Ford is, is doing business with guys that uh, that have that kind of principle. So don't uh, if you can't get out there on Sunday and it's on your to do this weekend, got to be Saturday at Sanderson Ford, 51st Avenue, south of Glendale in Glendale. That's where we buy all of our vehicles. I'm currently enjoying my 2019 F-150. I'm up to oh, that's uh, a nice that's a nice truck. I'm up to 16,000 miles now. Wow, so, already? Yep. Yeah. You, if you want to buy a used car, you need to go to Sun City. Like my mom, I'm driving her little beautiful Cadillac, and it's they got thirty five thousand miles and it's like ten years old. <laughs> Only my, drove it to church on Sunday, my, kind of thing. <laughs> my ten year old F one fifty had three hundred thousand miles on it, so it was time. It was time for an upgrade, and I've enjoyed it. I've always had just a single cab, but I went ahead and did get the crew cab just because the size of the family. You know it. It didn't make sense to not have a vehicle that everyone couldn't fit in. And you have your other kids, the horses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big kids, four-footed kids. So Sanderson Ford. You know, we were talking about the growth as we were going to the break. And, you know, there's a lot of great things that do come from growth. But it also does bring out some bad things like uh, people that are looking to take advantage of you. People that, you know, can smell desperation. And for whatever reason... People get desperate when they're doing improvements on their home. And especially if you're going, you know, if if you're doing the improvements thinking that it's going to give you a higher dollar value to sell and move, okay, I can kind of get, you know, your anxiety to, you know, got to get this done so I can get it on the market. I got to sell it now, 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 now. But if you're doing the improvement because you're planning on staying there for a long time, um, so what if you have to wait another week or another month? Or another six weeks. And nobody wants to do that. But if this is your home, you're going to be in another 10 years. There's no reason to make a bad decision on a on a time frame that you're panicked over. And con artists just have the incredible ability to smell and sniff out those people that are <coughs> that are desperate or are looking for, you know, and, 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 and they can pe- come be the hero for them. And the people who are vulnerable, people who are alone. Uh, people who are elderly, they have no conscience. They they don't care about you. I have had a uh, couple things this a uh, couple weeks ago. I had a gal call, and someone had knocked on the door and said, "We're such and such roofer, and uh, we're doing." What did they say? They said, "Doing roofing in your neighborhood," and you know we're here. So she wanted me to look them up. Now we don't spend a lot of time. If if you want a really good contractor, you go to RosieOnTheHouse.com. But she wanted me to look at somebody else. So I looked them up. They were from out of state, had not been here very long. And that tells you what, they may not be here for very long after. So she called me a couple times. And might not even be licensed in, in Arizona yet. I did look them up, but, and they were. So she was, you know, she was kind of buying in, and they, for everything I said, they countered and kept giving her more and more, you know, uh, incentive. And so she quit, quit calling, but I'm pretty sure she went with them. But I just hope they're there when she needs warranty work in a couple years from now. So you just have to be really, really careful. If you, you know, it's really interesting too. Arizona Register of Contractors works hard to also help protect. And if you go on, they have a wanted page for me. There are twenty mugs here <laughs> of, of guys who are very dishonest <laughs> and have pulled, uh, 
you know, and I, I'm a pretty discerning people, person. Looking at some of these, they look like nice people. You know, I'd trust them, you know, if they came to my house. But if you look at what they've done, you know, so just be careful what you do out there. Do not, if it's an emotional buy, just don't do it. Just wait. And don't isolate yourself. Be sure you're willing to listen to someone who's who you trust, you know, a family member or something. If they say, hey, it doesn't sound right, then it's not right. Yeah, and, and trust your gut. It's there's a reason it's telling you something's wrong that listen to it. So most, most of the time when somebody does get scammed or uh, taken advantage of when it's all done, said and over and they could take a breath and think about it clearly, they think, you know what? I should have, should have, I should have picked up on those warning signs. I should have, I hate those should have, you know, listen to those. They're there for a reason. That's your instinct telling you something's wrong. And, down payments that's another thing you will have down payments in in a lot of cases but it should be reasonable down payments um you know when we are buying a lot of material for a project you know if i'm a contractor a and let's say a big hailstorm i'm going to use roofing when the hailstorm hit uh every roofer i mean it i think it took three years to fix all the rooftops that were damaged from hail um, let's say every single crew got booked out and scheduled right away. Well, I've got to order all of that material. And if I'm ordering you know, 200% more roofing material because the number of jobs went up so fast, most roofers don't have that kind of cash to just hold on to that and make that initial upfront purchase. So there are there will be down payments, but it's got to be comparable to the project that you're doing. A lot of times, you know, an old style used to be half down, half on completion. And I'm going to say if it's a, a under 10,000, that's probably, you know, a, not nothing to, you know, worry about. When you're talking about, you know, $100,000 projects, those are done in increments as we're going through the phase and the process and more materials need to get ordered and you've got to pay your staff and utilities and, and your workers. And so... That, but that's on a time frame, and it usually tells you very specifically. X percent is due after this inspection. X amount is due after the drying. X amount is due after completion and, and the tagline. So it should all be in writing when payments are due and exactly for how much. So there's no surprises. Yeah. And um, that's to protect the homeowner and the contractor. You know, that keeps him from getting too far out of um cash and then it also helps you don't have to pay them until those things are complete so you know it helps you to keep your contractor accountable as well and with construction so busy right now um you know this this lady that had the roofer come on if i'm installing a roof in your neighborhood it's not unlikely or uncommon for the sales rep or the owner whoever goes and negotiates the roof contract to knock on three or four doors right around that area one a courtesy call hey my guys are going to be here and we're just just one morning um there's going to be a roofing crane out here is there going to be any accessibility issues that we're going to have to coordinate with you getting in and out of your house whatever that's that's nothing unusual but the first thing she should have said was okay what house where is this house in my neighborhood you're doing Go look at that house. Go talk to that homeowner. Verify this is the contractor doing the work. Find out why they hired that person. Did he? Did they call him or did he knock on their door? Was it an unsolicited or solicited 
you know, from the homeowner or from the contractor. Don't just take the guy's word for it that he's doing work in your area. Construction is so busy right now. Somebody that has the time to walk around and knock on doors is really fishy. And like you said, this guy was brand new in from out of state, so he didn't have any big long clientele list or uh, you know, notab notability in the uh, in the community and yeah. the industry, you know, he no, it, it's a name nobody had ever heard of because nobody ever had. Well, one tip for home, homeowners when you're checking the Registrar of Contractor site, you you can search the registrar um, registered license number. That's one way. But then you also want to check that the that the company owner is also the man, you know, the owner that you're talking to because it's illegal, but it is done where out of state company will come in and purchase, you know, rent someone else's license and work under their license until they've run out of work and then they'll leave. That's illegal, but so you want to make sure that the license uh, belongs to the, the company owner that you're engaged with. Yeah, and that's all done at azroc.gov. Uh, the Registrar of Contractors has been 1912, I think was when they wow. started. So we're one of the oldest agencies in the state. Um, and you have to be licensed with them to do work. There are a few exemptions. Um, pest control companies, they're done through a different agency. Uh, it's the Structural Pest Control Commission. I, I got that wrong, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. I didn't head, know that. Huh? The yeah. things you learn. Yeah, if, if you go, <laughs> if you're trying to find a, one of our exterminators on the register's website, they're not there. That That's a different agency for pest control. Water treatment's that way as well, isn't it? They they have water... Quality uh, association. Uh -huh. Water quality association. Well, that's a trade association that will certify equipment. But to install a water okay. treatment, you still have to have a license from the registered contractors. You're cutting water lines um, in the home you're installing a loop that that is a, okay. something that the but and, and most individual trades have trade associations for higher learning and continued education and setting industry standards and when you are on the roc website you can see what I industry they are certified in there's and there's a code there that'll tell you you know because somebody might say they're an electrician they're really a plumber you know you want to make sure that they're they're licensed in the field that they're working in your home and then there is the handyman exemption. If you've got a little punch list, I think it's up to $1,200 now, but that's parts and labor. So if you need, if uh, you buy something and it's $1,000 and the install fee is $250, you're over your $1,200 handyman exemption. So you can't, you can't go over that combined $1,200. So it's, and then, like you said, there's the wanted list at the registered contractor's website where they've caught people and contractors that are not doing uh, work properly. They're taking advantage of people. They're selling jobs and never showing up to complete them. Uh, that's a very common one, and that's one of the reasons we don't like down payments or upfront payments because uh, you, know, you hear it more often than you should where somebody will come in, they'll sell 10 jobs, get the down payments, and then disappear and go to – you know, Albuquerque and mm -hmm. do that. And then they'll go to the next town and do that. And they just continue to collect these down payments for work. They'd have absolutely no intention of doing. So just listen to that inner gut. If something's telling you that's wrong, if you're doing this project for uh, something, you're staying at home and you know, there's no reason to get in a big hurry. It may not be as fast as you want, but this time next year, this time two years from now, whatever time frame it takes to complete it, depending on how much you're doing yourself and the 
products you have ordered in and how well they're available in stock. It's not going to go as fast or as smooth as the industry's capable of, but it's okay. It'll get done. Don't use that or let that be a reason for you to make a poor decision on your home. Of course, you can always go to rosieonthehouse.com because every one of our certified partners has to go through uh, Jennifer, and she has, what, 10-step process <laughs> that you it's hammer pr- It's through. pretty deep, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I, when someone first comes to us, I, I just kind of put on that detective mode. I'm looking for things, you know, and I look really hard, and we all look, and then there's several steps. It goes through Romy and through Rosie as well. So, And, he, and we really want them to understand, uh, like, Rosie's idea of customer service. How do you treat, a, how do you treat your customer? And, you know, being on time is just the very minimum. So You have a bunch of equity in your home. That's your equity. Use it for your home. Don't let it get siphoned out elsewhere. this beautiful Arizona morning, our final segment here in our On the House Hour, talking about everything you need to have in mind if you're doing projects on your house this year and everything that uh, our current state of affairs has come to bring us, a little bit of delay in availability, not only for um, manufacturing and products has been our focus today, but uh, time. You know, even before this, you heard us talk constantly about the shortage of skilled labor and how desperate we are for a strong trade uh, workforce and the opportunity that is abundant in the trade force. And you've got a lot of different uh, places popping up around Maricopa County. It's West Mech um, is one trade uh, school that's, that's popping up. You've got East Valley Institute of Technology, EVIT, that's been around forever. You've got uh, I cannot remember the name of that high school, but it still has shop in it. I don't know why all high schools don't have shop in it. That's one of those just... No-brainers. Oh, my gosh. But it's on Indian School and, like, 19th Avenue, West West, West Mech. No, West Mech. No, West Mech. Uh, <laughs> ah, somebody's going to say it. I'm going to okay. slap myself in Text the Text us. It well, begins I think with something tech. <laughs> I think a lot of people will be looking uh, at changing careers because theirs has shifted or gone away or whatever. So I think there will be an influx and maybe we'll pick up on some of that labor um, and some of that skilled labor. But just be careful if you're choosing a contractor that's just kind of jumped on the bandwagon and doesn't have the training. Um, and, and even if you do have the training, it's not the same as knowing how to run a business. So that's why when we choose somebody, we always make sure they're on for five years. But, you know, if you... In business locally you know, for five right. years because you've... It, Running a construction company, a trade company, you've got to have the skill for the trade, obviously, but the business side of it is a whole other animal that most of us don't consider when we're starting it. We just see and and get this this perception that, you know, well, this guy, my boss is making so much money, he must be walking away with wheelbarrows of cash, and I could go start my own. Well, that's that's not reality. (laughs) Well, 85% of startups go in construction don't make it past a year. So just be careful out there. Yeah. So in business locally, five years is another one of the parameters we have when looking for contractors for our uh, Metro Tech. Thank you. A texter is the high school that still has a shop in at Metro Tech. Um, but I, I, I that uh, scroll. Uh, five years. Uh, yes. One of yeah. one of the uh, 
parts of our screening process when we're looking to fill out our contractor referral network. And our goal with that is that you would have an option of three tradesmen within a 20-mile radius for whatever project you're doing. So there's a lot of little gaps here and there. And as the counties expand, as the cities expand, you know, it, it's funny when you go into, uh, like Casa Grande's a great example. There is a lot of people that have been in Casa Grande. You know, our, our farmer earlier was 90 years there farming. But the big, massive size developments, you know, when they went in about 20 years ago, well, they're brand new homes. You didn't have a lot of need. Well, now there's need and there's not the amount of people there locally to to do the work. That is one thing we struggle with, you know, is trying to find um, contractors for rural areas. And I'm, I'm always heartbroken when I don't have somebody for them because they're so disappointed because we make a big promise and it's just hard to get uh, contractors who want to go out there. But as your population increases, there'll be more. And if you know somebody who's a really good contractor or, or you are one, you know, just hop on our Rosie on the House website under Certified Partners and fill out Apply to Become a Partner. And we'll tell you if we've got room for you and we'll put you through the process and, and you will get to meet our wonderful Arizona homeowners. Rule is really hard because it, and it's hard enough to run a construction company in a city where you've got millions of people. Well, yes, you've got competition, but you've got millions of homeowners as well. You move into a small town where there's 5,000 people, you know, how many times does something need to break? And, you know, you, you, your business, your your customer base is so much smaller, you know, to be an individual tradesman. You know, they're small companies. They're doing the work themselves. They've got a very relaxed schedule. Uh, and, and Hunting season. <laughs> Fishing season. <laughs> you need to you need to be a handyman if you're going to move rural. Yeah, you, you've got to be able to do multiple trades, at, for sure. But and and you've got to be able to drive. You know, when you're in a mountain town, it's not like things are on a perfect square grid that we have in a lot of our communities uh, on on the desert flat grounds. You know, you've got to be able to drive if you are a contractor in Payson. Well, you've got to be able to drive down to Pumpkin Center, up to Pine, over to. Uh, Overgard, Strawberry you know. and Happy Jack, especially the, Happy these Jack. These are 20, 30-mile commutes that a lot of people in the city wouldn't even think about driving that far. <laughs> I think it sounds like an ideal <laughs> setup, though, to be a contractor up there and get to take that drive and see different parts of the state and, you know, just schedule a couple per day. Well, you've got to be really good because if you get there and you don't have all the tools oh, and all the true. material <laughs> you need, you can't just turn around and go, you know, to a hardware store that you— 10 minutes away somewhere you've got to you learn real quick to be to, to, to travel very well prepared so it is uh wrapping up our on the house hours and we're going into our open home hour open to you the arizona homeowner anything you'd like to talk about your home castle or cabin you can call in now and be ready to take your calls as soon as we start that 10 o'clock hour after top of the hour news, one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. We also have text, which is how now three people have uh, alerted me. It's Metro Tech is the high school that still has trade uh, school at it here in the Phoenix area. Or you can send an email if you need to snap a picture to help I explain the project you're doing. Uh, you can send that to info at rosyonthehouse.com. And we'll help you get done whatever it is you're looking to take care of on your home, castle, or cabin here at Rosie on the House. Coming up, it's our 10 o'clock hour. Open home. Open for you.